Hello and welcome to Movie of the Year 1973. We are the only podcast on the internet with the science and the screaming to determine what is the best movie for any given year or what is the best playlist for any given year. We have been making a playlist so far, and I think it's going pretty well. The way we do it is we make it live in real time, and you follow along as we uh, move the songs around, except for the first and last songs, which are set forever. And when we use a song, that artist is uh, barred from being put on it again, which uh, keeps us from just having Taylor do Steely Dan for every single song. You know I fucking would, too. Yeah, dude, I know you would. I absolutely know you would. Anytime, anytime we know that there's a way to be uh, a little a little song goblin, you're gonna go for I it. I came with multiple Steely Dan picks yeah. in case that you guys invented a new rule where you could veto do, one of my picks. Do Steely Dan? <laughs> Did you guys invent a new rule where you could do Steely Dan nonstop? T money. Let's give the listeners a sample of what the playlist is at so far. Absolutely. So first of all, we're kicking it off with the best song on the playlist so far. Steely Dan's reeling in the years. And that's locked. That's not going anywhere, That's folks. locked. No well, one can do anything to that. The fact that it's the best song is not locked. But no. in its first position is locked. Yeah, and the fact that it's the best song because no one's going to beat that. Uh, then that's going to be followed up by I Can't Stop This Feeling, a.k.a. Uga Chaka by Blue Suede. Then we've got Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Right into Radar Love by the absolute multi-hit wonder Golden Earring. <laughs> then we've got Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and her pips. Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. And Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On is currently sitting in our pole position. I, that's not what pole position means. What's the opposite of pole position? The uh, rear, in the rear with the gear? It's in the rear. It's bringing up the caboose, but it will not be our our ultimate caboose because that pick will go to Ryan at the end of this playlist. Can we be honest right now with each other? It's okay. been a month since we've been in the studio. Yes. How are I, you guys, by the way? I'm, I'm Busy month. I'm yeah. doing okay. I came down with several different very bad diseases. Did they cancel each other out? Only two of them did, and then the rest Ooh. really made each other stronger. Sort of an iron sharpens iron situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> sort of get into the Psalms 23 of it all. But For me, I made a big metal wall. Mm. Uh, it's like my ground. Uh, I move on there very fast. That's Now our podcast is dated. Now <laughs> everyone knows exactly when we recorded this. Um, if we're being honest, is there any song that anybody hates? No. For me, no. These are all great songs. Th- that will happen tonight, I think. 73 is not a great year, so there's yes. just some annoying music. But I, so far, so good. The, the closest I have is Radar Love, just because I don't know it that I well. would say there are three songs that absolutely from 73 that annoy me so much that I like can't keep it in. And we talked at the beginning of last episode about Tie a Yellow Ribbon Run the Old Oak Tree, because yeah. I just didn't think there was any chance anyone was going to select it. But there's two more doozies that if you choose them, Greg will scream and yell. I think I know one. I, I hope that I pick it. I think one was mentioned last month. Yeah. I do. I think that... There's one I'm a huge piss baby about. <laughs> for sure, dude. I think Elton John's really good at a particular instrument. I think that other men yep. might be. Yeah. So, if well, you're into that. We will see. Uh, but you know what? I want to just jump right into it. I just want to I want to get right into it and make it happen. I forget who went last last time. It so. is my turn. Okay, Ryan, take us away. And I am going to go after Marvin Gaye. Um, the whole one song per artist thing is really freaking me out right now. This could have my this, my next song could have made a good closer. Um, Are you trying to do another golden earring song? We already have Radar Love up there, bud. But I just wanted to jump on this guy as soon as possible. 
What a great time for the Waka Chakas. This is Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. Can I show you guys this real quick? Dude, show it. Do you know who this is? Is that Fleet? I'll give you a hint. It's on the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. <laughs> because of when I was born, I, it, by Stevie Wonder, was introduced to me by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who do an actually pretty good cover of this song. But um, so much Stevie Wonder in this era. It's really fun to me that I can pick out Flea's bass. <laughs> By yeah. sound, like I, it I is know. kind of the way he plays, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh no, that's that's Flea on bass, right? Like I can't tell you any other part of it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Flea. Do you know why? Uh, feet. It's his left hand and his right foot, and that's how you can tell <laughs> he's playing. I feel like he like stays on the notes longer or something. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there is definitely a quality that you feel like. Well, we're uh, we are in Southern California right now. Some of us actually from Southern California, so you hear. Flea play. I'm getting a Sublime logo tattooed on my arm right now at, <laughs> during this recording. So there's a lot of that kind of music around here. Stevie Wonder absolutely packed this time with incredible music. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but I do, since I am the king of the closer, king of the closer, I could just keep, like, I now I have Stevie Wonder locked down, but I can just move that to the end at the end, right? Is that true? I don't know. Do I have to announce the closer as the closer? I feel like that's always the way we've done it. Okay. We'll yeah, because you know what? You know what it is? Like, we want the drama of here comes the closer. And I think we attenuate that drama if it's like, and it's that song you yeah. heard before. You're, you're, when Kira Sedgwick's in, you're going to know it because she's the closer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When we you, all remember that, right? We all hear her music and the that's, bullpen door opens and yeah. she comes running out. All right, so Taylor, wrapping back around to you, where would you like to go? Well, so uh, there's a song that I think has to be on this fucking playlist, but I don't know where to put it currently because it doesn't quite sound like anything else that's on there right now. So I'm going to put it after Stevie Wonder and just see what fucking happens because I think I'm about about to fuck all this shit up. So I'm going to put in Dolly Parton's Jolene yeah. right here after Marvin Ga- or, or Stevie Wonder. This is a, a tough nut to crack. Has to be on the thing. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 Jolene. So you guys know that uh, she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same day. And at the end of that day, she thought, man, people will tell this fucking same story for the Sorry, rest of my gonna, life. You're going to have to say that. Do that forever. all the time. I really, I, I considered putting this in the horny zone. <laughs> just because, like, it's sort of, it's like tangentially horny. It's a pretty horny song. No, it really yeah. is. Like, the idea that you could have my man anytime you want. Yeah. And begging you not to yeah yeah there's, there's a lot going on that's fine yeah it's it, there's like uh, certain communities are going to be really into this part of it <laughs> <laughs> uh and we should also mention dolly parton maybe the greatest human being to ever live she goes on to 
guarantee that Jolene's kids will be able to read by providing them with books from the time they're very young. So that's incredible. What, donated like a million dollars to solve Jolene's kids, uh, like give them vaccinations and stuff? She is the best person alive. And if she heard you say that, she'd be like, nah. Oh, sugar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see. So it's coming to me, and I kind of want to do something a little weird. Fuck here. it up, man. We're getting close to the end. Which is, I noticed, I noticed in the in the seventies, um, it it became obvious that a lot of white artists. Even I think this is the time in which it's becoming the most obvious that white artists are literally just listening to black music and then being like, "Oh, right, sounds sounds pretty good." So like, it, it's always been the case, yes. but now they're like, they're not covering it up. Yeah, kind of. Like Paul Simon is like literally just like going to black churches and recording things and then like running back to his studio. Just holding up his phone, <laughs> like Big Red from Bring It On. And a band that kind of always did that, but I feel like I could hear it so clearly when you played that uh, Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. I'm going to go with Money by Pink Floyd, and I'm going to put it right after Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. And I wonder if people are going to hear it in the same way that I heard it. Well, we got about 10 minutes of fucking money noise. I forgot that it did this, but it comes in pretty quick. Now, is it Taylor, is this Flea? This is not Flea. Okay. I I do have a fun fact about this song. Hit it, hit Dolly us. Parton write it on that day. Yeah, Dolly Parton wrote it on This is the most commercially successful song ever written in a 7-4 <laughs> time signature. Okay. <laughs> that is that is an actual fact. Shouldn't it be 7-3? I think it's I know it's seven four because it's the quarter note. But we're doing nineteen seven three. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, let because me of, because that. of the, because of the year. How stupid of me. No, yeah. Ryan was questioning your time signature. <laughs> I thought we were legitimately about to get into a music theory discussion on on this podcast. Could you imagine? Guys, I think that there's, and for a lot of the same reasons, there's a band that I'm uh, as confused and annoyed by more than Steely Dan. Is it Pink Floyd? Yeah. Okay, why? Share. Because you don't know who Pink is? (laughs) Yeah. Who is that Which one's Pink? Which one's Pink? Right? I don't know, man. It just, I think it just passed me by. Like, you got to just jump on the train or you're not on it. Have you ever tried watching it with uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz? I watched it with The Wizard of Oz, which was a skiing blooper reel <laughs> that was on VHS when I was a kid. I heard uh, Wish You Were Here, which is yeah. this is this is not off of. But uh, I heard Wish You Were Here when I was going through a breakup when I was mm. like 20 years old. Uh, yep. And Pink Floyd became totally grafted to my soul, which is a shame that uh, Roger Waters or whatever has become such a big shithead. Yeah. But he's become like a pretty big shithead. Um, but... Cool band. This is actually, yeah. this is probably my least favorite Pink Floyd song, um, but it's the most 73. I don't, yeah. Dark Side of the Moon's not my favorite Pink Floyd album. Money's not my favorite Pink Floyd song, but it is as 73 as it could possibly I be. I mean, like, honestly, I think that Taylor might have done this too. Uh, not to speak for Taylor, but like, there's probably a million songs off of Can't Buy Me a Thrill. But Reeling in the Years is like the most yeah. iconic. So yeah. you got to go with that. I could have gone with a dirty work. I could have gone with, you know, I could have gone with anything. I could have gone with My Old School uh-huh. off of uh, Countdown to Ecstasy. I, there are any number You of could things. just be making stuff up and writing <laughs> yeah, or just like, nodding sure, as you talk. <laughs> uh, and so much of this album is, you know, 14-minute. Can't, you can't put it on a mixtape. So yeah. this, is, yeah, like, this exactly. is like a classic single 
Ish. Yeah, they they wrote this song for the radio. Uh, the le- the levels of irony that it is so commercially successful yeah. and is called money, and then the whole thing is like Pink Floyd is this protest band. Yeah, and they are like they've made so much money that now he is like um, a bourgeois decadent. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, we are moving on to you, and things are getting serious, Ryan. No, this is getting like. Uh, it's, I don't know, stressful. We're going into like the fourth quarter now, basically. Um, I've been talking to my lawyers about what's been happening so far tonight. I think I'm going to go after, whoo, I'm going to go after Stevie Wonder and in between Stevie Wonder and Pink Floyd. Um, earlier I had said that I knew about Blue Suede's Uga Chaka Uga Chaka, uh, and it wasn't because of Guardians. This one I did know because of a movie, but it came out in this year or it was popular in this year. So let's do it. Cool in the Gang's Jungle Boogie. Um, driving home with my wife last night uh, after seeing Asteroid City. Yes. And talking about how much, uh, whether we wanted to or not, it happened. Uh, Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino just like curated our the music that we yeah. like. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm uh, I'm reading this book that you recommended to me, uh, Peter Biskin. Biskin's Easy Riders and. Raging Bulls. And Raging Bulls. Uh, and he talks about the way that, like, one of the innovations of the late 60s, early 70s was, like, this marrying of film to music in, like, a not just a soundtrack way, but, like, in a make a little bit of a music video. And, like, you see it in Mean Streets. Like, yeah, it, from 1973? Yes. Oh, yeah. Th- Mean that, Streets from, from 1973, 1973, yeah. Which we have either talked about or not talked Loved about. Loved it or didn't. Yeah. yeah. We, we had feelings about it. But, um, yeah, so you see that at the marrying of the two. The two it's it's so like crazy that. what seems so obvious now yes. had to be thought of yes. at some point because it wasn't obvious. So Martin Scorsese was like, rock music, yeah. movies? Should I? Should I even do it? And it's funny because then the way that film gets presented to us as 80s, 90s kids is it's already baked into the process. And so then when someone tells you, like, that was my idea, you're like, well, that's pretty obvious. But it's like, no, that was given to you. Right. <laughs> and then this is sort of this weird other thing with both Wes and QT, which is, um, you know, this, this Pulp Fiction doesn't take place in 73. It's just that I'm trying to give you a vibe that's yes. a little bit 73. Yes. And so here we go with Pulp Fiction. Here with Jungle Boogie, like the opening credit song yeah. after Miserloo. All right, very good. So, Ryan, that was your Jungle Boogie going between higher ground and money. That's a nice little nugget. That's a nice little, like, nice little part of the, the the playlist there. I almost said nugget, and then I was like, well, I don't want to say that. That doesn't sound good. But you have to remember now, the Nuggets are champions, Ryan. That is so true. So they put some yeah. respect on the name Nugget. <laughs> As a sports fan, you lose sight of the fact that that is the most absurd name for a team. It really is. And then is. you sometimes say it in front of a non-sports fan, and they look at you like, um, what? I'm sorry? Excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who, who, who what is that? Is that like a child's food item? What are you talking about? Uh, team money, since you've got your face screwed into that that face, why don't you take us to the next place? Okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna throw down into here because we're we're coming down we're coming down into it and I think now my goal is to just keep uh, like we said earlier like I was trying to like play defense against your fuck ups mm-hmm. now I'm trying to like fourth quarter just spike it right right down and just fuck up the whole vibe but I'm going to go in between 
in between Stevie Wonder and Cool and the Gang, and I'm going to do something, a little something from Bob Marley and the Wailers, and it's going to be Get Up, Stand Up. Okay, man. This was a tough one, right? Whether you're going to go this way or I Shot the Sheriff. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think this is the way to go. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Did the Whalers, much like the Pips, wear the same outfit and do little choreographed dances <laughs> behind him? <laughs> they wore similar hats uh very vibey slow kind of nice rocking sound now taylor let me ask you uh is this something that the 73 mixtape must have like we, or is this something that you actually love this is something that i actually love like it like i'll put it this way i love it enough that it comes up on my spotify randomized mixed playlists without me like really trying to find it like it's it's something that i do really enjoy it's got a good vibe to it and I feel like 73, you sort of have to, like, throw this. Like, I think this is in the mix, but that wasn't maybe – this wasn't maybe top of the charts, but, like – It, it would was, be weird if we didn't include. It, it, would be, it would be very weird. Like, there's a reason that this became, like, later the most popular, like, sort of poster uh, you could imagine. Like, it, it's – The Big Lebowski of its time. It's the Big Lebowski of its time. And as we discussed, like, you know, it's it's hard to choose, like, which song to put on here. But I just felt like this is this is the one. like I, I have a good vibe to this. It's got and it, I think it's different enough from everything else that we have on the playlist, like like rhythm wise and instrumentality wise. I'm just having a good time with it. As am I. And I have to do something that I feel like is a little like. I don't know. I'm not trying to be an iconoclast here, and that'll be clear. When you I get start, spicy like, with it. Yeah, are you trying to put mixtapes on their head? But I, there is just a song that I cannot believe is from 1973, and it like recontextualizes time for me in a weird way. And maybe this won't be confusing to, to anybody else, but it's odd to me. And I'm going to put it after Jolene, so going towards the, the last part of our, of our playlist. Um, it is Dream On by Aerosmith. I don't think of Aerosmith as being contemporary to any other band that is on this playlist. It's so crazy. I'm a 90s kid, and like, they Alicia were Alicia so, Silverstone was not in this video. Yeah. yeah. He sounds like a child. His voice is completely different. This is a 73 song. I can hardly believe it. Truly blew my mind. Um, I didn't know this at the time because I was a kid, but that was their big comeback. Where, like, I, when I was yeah. introduced to them, yes. that was their big comeback. Yes, and it was like, can you believe Aerosmith is back and they're still pretty cool? But I don't know if there's a song that showcases his vocals more than this. You know, no. like he has to like you have to do some shit in this song. Yeah. yeah. And you know when he they came back. I wouldn't pick this at karaoke. No, no, don't do that, dude. No. 
Yeah, uh, the you know at the time um, the vocal range that was popular for men was like so high, but you really have to be able to do that, otherwise it just sounds like garbage. And he can. Yeah. Um, and then you know his voice matured, and he kind of lost the ability to do this in the same way. Yeah, in this era, you have to sing really high and talk about Gollum a lot. <laughs> like that's that's just the vibe that they had. <laughs> Love a good Gollum jam. All right. Ryan, this is I'm I'm going to put you on notice. I think this is your last pick before your last okay, pick. Okay. That's what I wanted to yeah. know. So I've got a last pick in mind. Um, but let's have a little bit of fun. Um and I would like to go I think that I'm gonna go second. Oh Whoa! you're going right yeah. up near the tippy top almost. This is Bruce Springsteen's Rosalita. This is Rosalia's Bizochito. Oh, God, I love her so much. She's so good. My Should wife. we call her? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have, did you get the digits? No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I thought somebody else would. Uh, my wife often asks me about my Bruce Springsteen love. She thinks it's because I'm an old white man. And that's not true. I'm young and... Virile, for and, sure. Yeah. Uh, but... When he says the E Street Band, I really think it's like he went to a whole street called E Street and said, everyone who wants to be on stage right now, come on, horns, everything, let's just Courtney do this. Cox, all of you. Sometimes he's a little uh, poetic like or uh, almost like pseudo-poetic, and it gets uh, like gravelly and annoying. But when he rocks out, I think he rocks out. Oh, and yeah. I think Rosalita is one of those songs. Yeah. But Bruce Springsteen's so fucking good, you guys. Yeah. Is that like a common thought amongst people that are slightly younger than me i i I think so i mean i think that is more he is more popular with our parents generation um we talked about this on the in the regular season but uh 73 there was exactly two places in america there was la and new york like there's no other place in the whole why would there be yeah and he is uh new york adjacent with new jersey but like it brings that that strong east coast energy and so yeah, Bruce Springsteen is the only reason I think New Jersey should be allowed to continue existing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, yeah, um, I love the whole, like, everyone is jumping up and down. There's, like, 30 people in this band. That's always going to be a thing. Yeah, and it's, like, every song is, like, triumphant in its sadness. Uh-huh. You know, just, like, it's all kind of like a, a, a grim. It's all a black parade, right? That's really what it is. I think that's such a good point. Like, I do think in a lot of ways he is the MCR of his generation. Of yeah. just, like overdramatic, borderline Broadway. Uh, very narrative songs. Very yeah. narrative songs. Then also having that three, two, one, shh, bow, you know, <laughs> like having those cue moments. Bruce Springsteen is what Billy Joel wishes he was. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, dude. Greg, we're about Fuck to get out of Billy this episode Joel. without Fuck mentioning Billy his Joel. name. Oh, my God. T-Money. Yeah. Where are you going next? Don't say Billy Joel. I'm not going to. What if I did? What if what I, if know, I fucking did? Um, no, here's where I'm going to go is I'm going to go in between Dolly Parton and Aerosmith. And what I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to choose is a song that has had a little bit of a resurgence on the, on the TikTok recently. It's Free Bird. 
by uh, by Skinner. All right, we've done it. This is a song I hate. Yeah, this is. I I, I wondered. It's hard to do seventy three without Freebird. But it's it's just it's not a seventy three without. Man. And yeah. I don't I don't hate the song. I hate the people that like the song. Yeah, which is me. Like Taylor. Yeah, for instance. Also, I feel like these guys are super racist. Is that correct? I have no idea. You know, probably. There's somebody like Linnerd. That's such a hard R. I think that's <laughs> racist. I just think they're they're pro South, and so that feels racist. Yeah. I'm I'm googling right now Linnerd Skinner controversy. <laughs> it's just this song is like, as we were discussing, like it's rock, but it's. Low yeah. for for most of it, you know, it's laid back. This is, uh, I think, seventy three was the year of it's summer all the time. Yes, yeah. And I gotta say, like that, calm down from the. So I think that we did something different, the inverse of our normal mixtape, which is fast, slow, fast. Yeah. We did uh, slow, fast, slow because this come down of money to Jolene to Freebird to Dream On, that is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's setting us up nicely. Not for my outro, but. <laughs> For, for somebody's outro. outro. For something. <laughs> that would have been great. All right. So then do I want to contribute to this? Yeah. You know what I do? Because I, I could slide right in there and I think it'd be nice. Even though you yeah, just said. Slide it's, in. It's <laughs> slide on in. Uh, so um, I'm going to go with 1973's Angie by the Rolling Stones. This is one of my favorite Rolling Stone songs. Very laid back. Very chill. Uh, and I think I'm going to put it in between Freebird and Dream On. Seventy three is very much Rolling Stones like We're still here, bitches. Yeah, I was just gonna ask the Beatles. Like, do you guys think in nineteen seventy three people were like, Wow, when are they gonna retire? That's so crazy. (laughs) I like uh, my favorite thing about the opening of this song is how he puts like four different vowel sounds on. on It's like the pre-chorus of Zombie. (laughs) Without looking this up, uh, I'm going to assume that this song is about a 14-year-old girl or something like that. Yeah, almost certainly. uh, And like putting weird things in Apologies apologies for that. Isn't she lovely? It was a weird-ass time in, in the culture and especially rock culture where it was like, hey, maybe we could. And it's like, guys, don't. But if you didn't, with uh, former knowledge of the outro, um, I will say that like there's no Dylan, there's no so Rolling Stones is like a uh, '60s band, but there's no Dylan, there's no Zeppelin, there's no. I feel like that we did yeah. kick a lot of those people out of this list. Yeah, I, there easily could have been Zeppelin. Yeah. The problem is, I think the problem is that there are two '73s, and we tried to marry them as much as we could, but the rock '73 versus the pop '73. Those sensibilities, it's hard to combine them except in the limited ways that we did. But if you can go a whole rock way with 73 that I think is really different and points to different artists, but it leaves out too many of the sounds of 73, which we needed to include, like Jolene. Um, Jolene. Jolene. And Jolene. So, Ryan. Yeah. The moment has come. It is time for our outro song. What is it, my friend? Greg, when I'm listening to music, 
when I listen to you talk, what do I want? I want you to get to the taking care of business part. Hell yeah. Is that from The Simpsons where they, the crowd demands they sing the song and then demands they get to the take? <laughs> that is. Also, going back to High Fidelity, um, Jack Black's band was formerly known as Kathleen Turner Overdrive. This is Bachman Turner Overdrive. It's probably kind of a garbage point to make, but I'm going to say also... Uh, 73 and the years around it are a time where like we were as a as a culture we were like capitalism huh and we were kind of like rubbing our chin and we were like which way are we going to go and this way points we're going we're going deeper into capitalism yeah, yeah we're going to we're going to make sure that we are taking care we're of taking business taking care of that business there's and business? working overtime yeah. you know i don't even pay me for overtime i want to do it because that's yeah. just what I do. That's just I'm doing I'm doing my part for the company, you know? Yeah. They've treated me so well. Uh extra no, extra money cut my paycheck in half when I'm in overtime. Cut I, my I, paycheck <laughs> to pieces. <laughs> this is my favorite job. All right. Well, uh unfortunately that song won't make it, but all the other ones will. So we're gonna go round robin starting with me, then Ryan, then Taylor. The first song is Steely Dan's Reelin'. Uh, next up is Rosalita by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Then we've got I Can't Stop This Feeling, a.k.a. Ooga Chaka Ooga Chaka by Blue Suede. Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band did not make it, but you know who did? Golden Earrings, Radar Love. Then we've got Curtis Mayfield's uh, a Superfly from the titular Superfly. Going to take that midnight train to Georgia with Gladys Knight. And, if there's room, the pips. Are you killing me hard? Roberta Flack says no. She, You're killing me softly by Roberta Flack. <laughs> you're not getting off that easy. It's Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> what is the it he's talking about? Uh, feeling low? Why not get to some higher ground with Stevie Wonder? Get Down, Stand Down by the Non-Whalers? No. <laughs> it's Get Up, Stand Up by the Whalers. No clever pun here. Jungle Boogie by Coolin' the Gang. <laughs> Money by Pink Floyd. And then it's finally Dolly Parton's same song that she wrote in the same day with I Will Always Love You. It's Jolene. Not finally. It's Freebird by Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Angie by the Rolling Stones. That is Aerosmith's Dream On, Dream On. Then, closing it out, we are... Taking Care of That Business by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Gentlemen, I'm going to say it. This was a tough thing to have to do, and we did it perfectly. It's perfect. There's You can't give us any notes, and if you try, I will murder you. If Moses came down from that fucking mountain with something yes. lightened onto a yes. like, big cement tablet, yeah. and it said 1973 mixtape, this is what God lightened down. He would say, let my people go to the record store let and play my- all of these in this order. Let my people groove. And with that, we are done. We will be back next week with another scintillating show. But until then, keep listening to them albums. 